0: Hey, welcome to another edition of Grove Unleashed. I am State Representative Seth Grove, 196th District, also honored to chair the House State Government Committee this session. It's been a busy session for the committee, and we'll get into some updates. But first, let me introduce Anders Thoman, works out of the district office. Great location. If you haven't stopped by, stop by and say hi to Anders and John. They do a great job helping people deal with state government every single day. Anders, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thank you for tuning in to Grove Unleashed. And
1: like Representative Grove said, if you need any help with any issues with state agencies, feel free to stop by the district office. But please, for the love of God, do not come during my lunch break.
0: That's way. That's way it always. Wait, 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 (laughs) wait, wait, wait. wait. When did we start doing lunch breaks? I plead the fifth. Oh man. (laughs) That's the way it
1: always works. There's
0: nothing happening. I
1: sit down, start eating my lunch, and the phone rings, or somebody walks into the door
0: mid-bite it happens it happens yeah i cut my teeth in a district office and uh wonderful experience get to know tons of people help people find out how government fails people every single day and uh you become a better legislator a better well-rounded person because of it but it happens on lunch breaks all the time
1: I, I, it's so weird because, and a lot of people get shocked when they see me or hear me say this. Uh, they'll be complaining about bureaucracy, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I agree. Like that—that's government." And yeah. they're like, "How does this make sense?" It's like, "It's government. It doesn't make sense." Right. They're like, oh, "But you work for the government. Like you shouldn't be saying this." Is like, "No, that's the whole reason I got involved in politics is to get rid of." As much government as possible, right? Kind of yeah. like
0: it was a character on uh, Parks and Rec, Ron, Ron was, Swanson, Ron Swanson, right? I'm taking government down from the inside.
1: One of my favorite moments from that show, and not to get involved too much in you know movies and TV shows like other House Republicans. Yeah, we podcasts. don't we
0: don't do uh, we don't do that. We actually talk about the issues and important yeah, exactly. issues on this podcast but one of my favorite scenes
1: from that is when he's having some girl in like elementary school shadow him and she has to write an essay on why government matters. Lauren was supposed to do a paper on why government matters. This is what she wrote. It doesn't. Well said.
0: It, it, doesn't. Doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, uh, speaking of government, uh, state government committee, we had uh, some pretty uh, good hearings last week, week before. Was it two weeks ago? Uh, it was last Tuesday last Wednesday. Yeah. We had a little preview on Peacers pension stuff because, you know, Peacers is under still kind of under investigation by the FBI and the SEC. They had a report, we call it the Funston Report. Funston is, a, um, I guess, a, a business that looks at pension governance issues. Uh, they did they did actually two reports for SERS, um the state employee's retirement system. So we had them come in and kind of give us an update what their report was and how SERS kind of adopted that report to improve their governance structure. Um, so we had PSERS come in. And this is new for them, so they wanted to do a review of their governance and how they can improve their governance to make sure, you know, basic line, right? We shouldn't have the FBI and SEC knocking on our pension systems, right? Good policy to have, I think. Um, I think everybody out there should support that and be supportive of that. So they started, reviewed, Funston reviewed their report, Peacers has started implementing it, they created the committee, so uh, we will stay on top of that. And then we had uh, Jonathan Marks, he is the Deputy Secretary of Elections and Commissions, from Department of State, they were in kind of doing a preview of the 2022 primary election. And it's good to bring them in to make sure we don't have any crazy changes coming up because we had some problems the last major election we had. And I'm happy to report they're not looking at any doing any guidance changes. Um, So it should be kind of a standardized election, basically kind of what we saw last Yeah, because in 2020, they gave directions to some counties.
1: You can count unmarked ballots, or ballots without signatures, dates, ballots that came in late, and then other counties they didn't give any directions to. So they were doing their job and following the law. Meanwhile, you had other counties who were just kind of doing whatever
0: they wanted. Right. And and, and the issue with that is the Constitution is clear. Like, we had, what, 120 kids up today from Spring Grove Elementary. Glad they came in. Huge shout-out to Spring Grove Elementary students. Appreciate it. And I, I went in yesterday to visit them because there's never enough time on a school tour to really talk about government and stuff like that, what, what the legislative branch, the best branch of government does, and the best chamber of the legislative branch, the House. So there's never enough time, so I like to go in and kind of answer questions. And they, they asked, uh, various, one of the kids asked a very stupid question, what is the, what is the best law, what is the, the most important law, right? And I looked at them like, the Constitution, it is the most important law we need to follow. Uh, whether it's the U.S. Constitution or the Pennsylvania Constitution. And Pennsylvania Constitution is very clear. There shall be uniformity in elections, which means you have to operate the elections and voter registration uniformly amongst all counties. And that is not what's occurring in our election system. And it's not right. And
1: there's a lot of issues, too, with drop boxes, because when you guys passed Act, Act 77 in 2019, correct? Yep, 2019. Um, it was a very good bill. It was uh, received bipartisan support. Mm-hmm. The Trump campaign was for it, but it wasn't until the Supreme
0: Court got their hands on it and messed it up. Well, it was a combination. It was Department of State and, and Department of State, and as well. them, because it, it's it's the drop boxes are like what are drop boxes? Never heard of them. It's not in the statute. Mm-hmm. You cannot find satellite offices or drop boxes in the election code or Title 25 elections. Neither place. So how do they come up? Well, Secretary Bookvar, the disgraced secretary, she decided to do guidance to say you can have satellite offices and drop boxes. And then they took it to court and court the Supreme Court said, OK, go ahead. And they, that only occurred between the 2020 primary election, and the 2020 general election. The 2020 primary was run on Act 77 as we passed it. The 2020 general election was enacted as it was changed by the Department of State and by the Supreme Court and that was the problem that was the big difference because i don't remember a single complaint outside of some mechanical issues with act 77 after it passed and through the 2020 primary election and i checked through our system
1: as well because every constituent who contacts one of our offices we log it into a system so we know who's contacting us you know what people's views are it's just a way to collect the data and be able to view it in a nice way and There was not a single contact to either the Harrisburg office or the district office regarding Act 77 until the general election or until the Supreme Court and Department of State messed it up. And you were just saying, too, you you just visited an elementary school in Spring Grove. And one thing I remember learning in elementary school in third grade, first time we learned about the three branches of government, the only thing we really learned about the legislative branch is that they are the only ones who can write laws. So why is the Supreme Court than going outside of their constitutional okay. duty and writing laws, adding things that don't even that was not even in the legislation
0: to begin with. Right, it's uh, it's it's an interpretation by a rogue court that sides with Democrats. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, let's be honest, this is the same court that picked a Democrat dark money group's yeah. map. Like, what do you expect? expect yeah and it's real shame it's real shame but these drop boxes um what's really interesting is we finally have a prosecutor that decided to look at election stuff right shock because there's election issues every year So jim martin lehigh valley district attorney i believe he is the longest serving district attorney in the commonwealth he's been there i think six terms or something like that he actually investigated the use of one of the drop boxes during the 2021 general election a whole year later And what did he find? So there were like 7,000 votes at that drop box. They reviewed about, I think, 4,000 ballots roughly being in. They caught 200 people illegally placing more than one ballot at the drop box. That's an illegal vote. And it's funny, like the Democrats say, well, it's not fraud. It's still illegal voting. It is against the law to hand in more than one ballot. You can't go to a polling place and say, hi, I'm Seth Grove. I will be also voting for my wife. Is that is that legal in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? No. Is that legal anywhere? Maybe Venezuela. Maybe. I don't know about their election laws. Well, they're not the only ones doing it up there either. Right.
1: There was uh, the wife of a very certain important politician in Pennsylvania who did yeah, that. Same Wolf. exact thing. It's yeah. Tom Wolf.
0: Tom Wolf. Yeah. Which I you know I, I I do I do have some understanding of that right. So every day in America, a spouse asks the spouse to do something like hey. Can you drop off the mail? The whole nine yards. The problem is, particularly with Governor Wolf, he signed the bill to outlaw it. He signed it. And then vetoed a bill to make it legal again. It would have fixed it. It would have fixed the issue for so many people. Like, every election issue we're having today stems back from Governor Wolf's Unwillingness and lack of of wanting to work with us to fix the election system. Every single one, every single issue we have now stems back from not his his veto of House Bill 1300, election funding. Uh, Jonathan Lie once again did a story, tweeted out about how Philadelphia uh, Elections Office is asking the city for more money for election stuff because costs are increasing. 117 million dollars of election funding. 117 million dollars of election funding <laughs> vetoed, veto, veto, veto. Everything he's asking for was in that bill. He vetoed all of it. And everything that came up during the elections hearing
1: uh, on last Wednesday, um, all the needs that were brought up by different groups, by the Department of State, Mm -hmm. every single one of them was taken care of in
0: House Bill 1300. Right. I mean, you think about it. This drop box issue in Lehigh County, um, had had 1300 been in place, we would have had election workers outside a drop box that would have caught and stopped this. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be an issue today. Now, guess what? The Senate sent over a bill to get rid of drop boxes. And again, it, it, it is, this is This is a direct result of one person's unwillingness to work through. Documented, fact-based. Like when we did our election hearings, we had election officials in here. His own department was in here testifying. So why why doesn't Governor Wolf want any changes to the election law? permanent changes. If you think about it, so there's there is this national narrative, right? They bought into a national narrative that any Republican bill is, quote, voter suppression. Even when Texas did their big, uh, quote, voter suppression legislation, right? The numbers skyrocketed the next election skyrocketed. So it's never really been proven. And, and I don't know if it's a trying to keep it status quo where nothing is really Hardened as far as the legislation, so it allows manipulation and allows courts to do their own interpretation. Um, what one could argue um, that 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 is their mentality. They just want everything litigated and throw confusion into the system. Late legal challenges do lead to a lot of confusion for voters. I just I just question with all the issues out there, with everything that has popped up. With, with the, the dire situation election offices are in, their demand for money, the whole nine yards, I fail to understand why the administration wouldn't come to the table and find an agreement. You know, Governor Wolf, it's his last year, his last month's in office. You're not running for anything again. It's a perfect opportunity to clean this up and cement a legacy. Because right now, his legacy is crappy elections. And COVID shutdowns. And COVID shutdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, Representative Webster, the you know, kind of was acting minority chairman. When we had the hearing with Department of State, he mentioned, you know, there's there's middle ground. You know, my conversations with Scott Conklin, the the minority chairman of the actual committee, just last week, was there middle grounds. we we're, we're, even my comments, like we're ninety percent there. How can you not close out a deal with ten percent? And Representative it's, Webster said, right. I would like to work out that last ten percent with right. you. And it's it's ten percent is tweaks. You're mm-hmm. literally looking at little tweaks to get everybody on board and smooth it out because there's there is a lot of mistrust uh and that may be holding some people back but it's all there it's all there set up to be successful it's just you got to have a willing individual on the other side of the table that wants to close it out and improve elections for voters and elections officials how hard is that Mm -hmm.
1: so you guys are going to be pretty busy here in the future as well uh when it comes to doing stuff with russia and all the mess that's going on with that um you have two bills house bill 2444 and Russian Aggression Act and House Bill twenty
0: four eighty one, the Sanction Free Procurement Act. If you want to talk about those a little bit, yeah. So the End Russian Aggression Act, we, we obviously we don't have we don't have crude oil in Pennsylvania, but we, what we do is a boatload of natural gas. Like we are the Saudi Arabia of natural gas uh, in the entire world. And what do we know? Europe relies heavily on Russian natural gas. So if we get Pennsylvania natural gas to Europe, they don't have to rely on Russian natural gas which means you put Russia back in a box. And two, you cut off the funding stream that's funding the war in Ukraine. Simple, simple, comp- simple, simple, simple. So it does multitude of things. It increases domestic drilling here in Pennsylvania. Fund pipeline. You need pipelines to get natural gas to market, so we need to do pipelines. It is safe. Um, we've been running pipelines in this Commonwealth uh, for a long, long time. Improve the drilling permit Requirements to get actual drills in the ground, and then we need to end Reggie. Reggie is the regional greenhouse gas initiative. It's being done unilaterally by the governor. It's an interstate compact, and it's going to lead to higher energy prices. You will suffer under Reggie. Guarantee it. If you don't like the Biden inflation, you will hate the Wolf inflation that is going to result from us being part of Reggie. And we are fighting it. Uh, we are in court battle right right now with it. Wolf is unilaterally doing it. It should be legislation. Every other statewide compact we've ever done has been done through statute. And obviously, when Wolf has a temper tantrum, can't get it what he wants, he goes executive order process, which we need to stop. Uh, A lot of this, I'm glad to report, has been passed in other bills, like increased domestic drilling. Uh, Clint Allick got that done in his bill. And Reggie, uh, Representative Struzzi, got that done in his bill. Uh, permanent improvements and reforms, uh, Representative Fritz is doing that in his bill. So those bills have moved out of the House uh, into the Senate, and I'm really glad and really I've uh, been very supportive in that. And then uh, Leader Benninghoff
1: also has a bill, House Bill 2447, uh, which is uh, the divester of Russian
0: investments by the Commonwealth public funds. Yep, passed the House unanimously and basically uh, instructs the state treasurer and pension funds to divest uh, of Russian the pension systems did that i always worry about the pension systems doing divesture cuz i always worry that at some point it's going to be politically no- motivated like we've seen that like oh i don't like i don't like fossil fuels so we're not going to invest in fossil fuel stuff the issue with russia is those pension funds have to protect the investment. So once the war hits, actually all those Russia investments they have were tanking anyway, so they had to get out of them to begin with. And they do they have a fiduciary responsibility to do that. But I like the fact that we we reinforce that. Other bill I want to hit on the sanction free procurement. We did that against Iran and Sudan, basically saying if, if you if you're signing onto a state contract, if you want state tax dollars you can't do business in these two countries. They're they're sponsors of terrorism. I think is the proper term. Um, so we look at that, and then we also expand it. So we basically say, if if you're if, if you if you want a Commonwealth contract, you cannot have a contract or invest with business or do commerce with countries on the state list as state sponsor of terrorism, or the United States Economic Sanctions Program list and just do a fail because they move may move on and off so if they're if they're not doing bad things and we don't have economic sanctions they move off at some point hopefully russia won't be on that list right so they won't have sanctions uh they'll be off that list and then you know you can continue but we shouldn't be using taxpayers dollars to fund to give to entities that are basically doing business and helping to fund these other countries that have economic sanctions or states do state sponsored terrorism. And it's quite a list. Uh, Russia, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Sudan, Syria, Afghanistan, Central African Republic, China, Cuba, quite a list. So, another big thing that happened, uh, other than
1: Twitter has been in the news a lot lately, Mm. Um, and especially in Pennsylvania, uh, Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter. Uh, They're throwing a fit, of course, and Jack Dorsey actually came out and said, the board that's trying to stop Elon Musk from buying Twitter has been the cause of all the problems of Twitter for the past number of years. And last Tuesday, the Pennsylvania House GOP Twitter account was actually temporarily suspended for, quote-unquote, unknown reasons. But it is back up, but in honor of the suspension and all the other craziness going on around Twitter, uh, we're going to share some mean tweets.
0: Nice. Is it my mean tweets or somebody else's mean tweets? So
1: these are. I don't do mean tweets. These are mean tweets directed towards you. Oh, nice. Yeah. All
0: right. So I I tweeted out an article on Medicaid work requirements because I introduced a bill uh, to do Medicaid work requirements because I think people should work if you're capable of work
1: this mean tweeter said or we could just impose a work requirement for legislators that would knock quite a few of you off the payroll and save taxpayers quite a bit of money
0: and honestly i agree with it yeah i mean listen during the 2020 shutdown uh i know republican offices were open helping people uh deal with unemployment all kinds of stuff can't say that about my colleagues so yeah and even still today with COVID being over Mm -hmm. but even now still mean tweet number two Grove Unleashed, my new podcast. Check out this discussion on congressional redistricting. Shout out to uh, Jonathan Lie and Representative Jason Sain uh, from North Carolina. So that's what I tweeted out. What was the response? The response was Grove Unleashed.
1: I prefer you to be on a tight leash. That's so sad. That's sad. You know, some of these. But it are... won't be as fun. And then there's another person who said, "At Seth Grove, are you a WWE character?" Oh, that'd be phenomenal. If you were a WWE character, what would your name be? The Architect,
0: Ooh, how I could go with the architect, yeah.
1: <laughs> You don't
0: watch WWE, do you? I don't, I don't no, watch, either. I do not watch WWE. I'm I happy to admit now. My friends, I like, I used to watch it. Uh, my friends in high school, they used to watch uh, the World Royal Rumble and stuff. So I get together and I'd sit there and watch uh, a bunch of sweaty dudes. Uh, Matt, I'm not like, I'm a basketball I mean, player.
1: I, I wrestled in high school, which right. is
0: much better than basketball. No, no you're, you're no, a bunch no, of no, pumpkin no. pushers, that's all it is, right. The only um, thing it's it's a it's a game of skill. You actually need skills to do basketball, wrestling, rolling around on that with a dude. I don't know, not into it. Uh, so, next tweet. Next tweet. Uh, I, I right. tweeted great opinion piece by at Broaden Liberty on congressional maps. Somebody replied back, right wing
1: dark money think tank. Try again, sweaty man. Sweaty man. I, I think I sweat more in the office than you do. I think it just may be my 23 year old body. nut.
0: well. well that and, yeah. like my office is freezing cold. It's like freezing in my office it's either freezing Colder.
1: or right. absolutely right it's hotter than satan's toenail there's no one between right right how hot does
0: satan's toenail get about 126 degrees 126. It's yeah. good to know needs something to listen to on your commute to and from work check out my new podcast grove unleashed and this person he's a frequent flyer on your twitter account but this he doesn't
1: tweet a lot of funny stuff but this one was actually kind of funny he said uh grove unleashed what is it an hour of uninterrupted static
0: no but we actually talk about you know nice policies here you know we go in depth all right so so one of my colleagues jordan harris tweeted this is it me or does my friend at rep grove tweets sound like he's auditioning to be the next announcer on dragon ball z guess we will find out next time on tweets with seth grove i don't know what dragon ball z is it's some kind of anime i don't watch anime so it looks like a kid's anime show yeah Uh, my kids don't even watch that i just
1: want to put out there uh minority whip jordan harris He's the GOAT. I, I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about his policies. But the way he says the electronic counting board is accurate, mwah, amazing.
0: amazing. I don't know why. It just, It's right. like you did a good job saying that. And that was actually a response to me saying the Pennsylvania House Democrats' leadership supported a redistricting map to oust their own members, Mark Longetti and Pat Pam Snyder. Which is true. Like They drew a map to oust they're kind of more moderate. They're purging their ranks. I think his tweet was
1: referencing the last part of that tweet where it says, in Dragon Ball Z, I guess it'd be more like, who is next in their treachery to advance their power? Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I have no idea. I may have to watch this show. <laughs> Fascinating. See, we Dragon we Ball spend Z. time actually working and not watching movies and
0: TV yeah, shows all the time, on like other podcast, podcast hosts. The, yeah. yes. <laughs> all right, um, last one. Steven Caruso. So Steven Caruso is a reporter. Penn Capital Star, and uh, he basically tweeted about me and my end Russia aggression act. And someone replied, I would support an end to Columbia gas aggression.
1: My bill is $350 a month. Wow. <laughs> that's not even directed
0: towards you, but I right. thought it was funny. That's funny. But it's too true. Like, that's going to make you get worse under Reggie. Governor yeah. Wolf is single-handedly going to make that even higher because of his uh, wanting Reggie, Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. So Crazy.
1: some of these tweets are absolutely trash. You, you have no idea how many hours and how many brain cells I have lost looking at the replies to your tweets and Facebook posts. So I'm putting the challenge out there. If you can do a funny roast of Representative Grove, do it. But come on, ma- make it funny. This has been another episode of Grove Unleashed. Tune in for this and other episodes of Grove Unleashed at repgrove.com slash mypodcasts. Yeah.